0: I have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue radio, because there's a war for your soul.
1: Yes, the war goes on. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory you have prevailed and overcome the enemy, Lord God. We thank you for your word, which declares the truth to us, which encourages us, Lord, and we believe you because you do not lie. And we thank you, Lord God, that you can give us a revelation today of who you are. Lord God, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to comprehend what we already know in the spirit, but bring it into our understanding, bring it into our life, into our everyday world, Father God, who you are that you will be with us, that you are with us, and that we will be able to rest and rely upon you and trust in you at all times, Father God, and lean not to our own understanding. We thank you, Jesus, for the awesome gift of love and not only coming here, but also laying down your life for us and sacrificing, that you could become not only the sacrificed lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, but that you could also be the one who brings us into the family and the revelation of God's truth. I thank you, Jesus, for um, the protections. I thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. This is what we need to remember, Lord God, that we do have authority over the enemy. You said whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. You can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Lord God, if it weren't for your divine protection, we would be dead. So I thank you, Lord, for wisdom and divine promises that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We pray that over each one today in their homes, in their circumstances, in their families, in their health. Father, that you'd lift your people, the remnant of your servants, lift us up out of those places of oppression and tribulation and bring us into the place of restoration and revelation. Lord God, I thank you for wisdom. I thank you that you are the faithful witness. I thank you that this thing soon ends, Lord God, and let it end with people knowing who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. As a matter of fact, that's the title of our show today, Who is Jesus?
0: Well, who is Jesus and you know the
1: the most that controversial
0: man that ever lived. Debated all mm-hmm. the time who he is. There's about 20 or so different opinions about who Jesus is in John chapter 7, John mm-hmm. chapter 8. Right, the all Pharisees, through. the scribes are questioning, challenging him, you know, just who who really is right. he? And they're they're trying to figure it out, and some of them, you know, they want to know. Some of them don't want to know.
1: Well, I think that the issue is so deep, it's even running true today. That who is Jesus to you? Who is he? Is he a, a religious figure? Is he a another option to um, the debate of how to get to heaven? If indeed we there is a heaven, he is. Um, and, and, and until he becomes real to us in our own, you know, hearts and lives and everyday circumstance until he becomes really a part of your everyday challenges and your everyday um, uh, direction mandate life you know he's not that helpful he has to become actually an integral part of who we are because in in really in essence we are in him and he is in us so we need to know who Jesus is for ourselves but as we can see here in this discussion as you're kind of uh, alluding to That back in the day, they did not know either, and that was and is and continues to be the biggest problem of all.
0: Yeah, and every once in a while, you see in the uh, magazine stands, you see, you know, maybe a a magazine that will have an article: "Who is Jesus? Discovering the real Jesus." And you know, uh, TV programs, docudramas Mm -hmm. come up with you Mm -hmm. know ideas of Mm -hmm. who who he really is or what he was like, what he was like, what he did all that sort of thing
1: yeah so, well in romans chapter one you know paul knew who jesus was i think before we're going to be able to stand for testify to or do the mighty works of jesus we're going to have to absolutely know who he was and in chapter one of romans one through four paul begins his um his uh, dissertation to the romans with an identification of himself paul a servant of jesus christ okay so he's the servant of Jesus Christ he's willing to lay down his life exchange his life give up his ambitions give up his um, you know his goals and, and and life plan to be a servant of Jesus called to be an apostle that's what he a servant of Jesus is is he's an apostle separated to the gospel of God that means he's separated out he doesn't um, <clears throat> he doesn't have to have another uh, source of income or identity or um, uh, another list of objectives to be—he's uh, separated. He's he's sanctified, set apart. For right. The gospel his his of God. life
0: is all about communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. And here.
1: and experiencing it and knowing it, uh, and ex- explaining and displaying it. I think if we know Jesus, we'll be able to do what Jesus did to some extent, um, especially in the in the part where he says, "I give you power to bind and to loose." So he goes on to say. Uh, which he, God, promised before the prophets, I mean, before, through the pro- his prophets in the Holy Scripture. So God has promised this, uh, separated into the gospel of God, this Jesus Christ. He's been promised by the prophets of old, according to the Scriptures. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. So he's talking about his lineage coming from the seed of David, as was foretold and prophesied in the Old Testament. And verse four, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So this, we've just celebrated and recalled the resurrection from the dead, which was the um, hallmark, which was the absolute crowning confirmation to us that jesus christ is god's authorized son and he 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 validates him
0: yes yeah it's it's the proof proof of the pudding is in the resurrection uh you know when when jesus was on the cross there were scribes and pharisees and others in the crowd that were mocking him Mm. and saying if Mm -hmm. you really are the son of god Mm -hmm. come down from the cross and, and, they and, we, were, and we will believe you. And it's like they wouldn't have believed.
1: No, they wouldn't have because they had all these other miracles and people raising, being raised from the dead like Lazarus. And and they, they still needed one more miracle, one more proof, one more debate, one more uh, round of reasoning to figure out who Jesus was. But they really did not have the desire, the capacity... Or the eyes to see it. It was like they were blinded to it all. And I think that's really what happened.
0: Yeah, so they're saying, okay, you come down from the cross, that will prove that you're the son of God. Mm-hmm. And no, that was Come wasn't out of the it. tomb, that he will prove came, you're the he son didn't of God. Come, he didn't come to come down from the cross. He came to stay on the cross yeah. to absorb all the sins, your sin and my sin, the sins of the whole world. And then the proof that he's the son of God is not that he did not died on the cross, but it's that he rose? Right. From the because dead, any common criminal could here. die
1: on the cross, but none of them were being raised from the dead. Now this is Hebrews chapter one. We get another little peek at who Jesus is, verse one. God, who at various times and in different ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets. So in other words, the prophets were God's way of speaking and telling, informing, forecasting, Um, preparing, uh, correcting, all the things that he wanted his people to know. So he spoke to them through the prophets. Has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So we know that Jesus is the word of God. God spoke the word, and when he spoke the word, the worlds came into being. So Jesus is also called the word of God. Before he was incarnate and had a body, he was called the word of God and uh, he was what God used. God used him to make the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Um, So we have Jesus came, he did, and then he returned to heaven to sit down at the right hand of the majesty on high. That's where he is now, and he's not going to stay there. He's going to actually mount a white horse in the coming days and come back down here and deal with the rest of what's left that needs to be dealt with.
0: It's interesting here, too, uh, Marjorie, what you read in Hebrews chapter 1. There's kind of a parallel passage here in Colossians chapter 1. It says, and beginning with verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He's the express image of God. Mm -hmm. He's the expression, uh, full expression of God. Mm -hmm. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things are created through him and for him. This is, this is amazing. who we know of as Jesus Christ, the Word. He was the Word in the beginning, was the Word, mm-hmm. and the Word, the Son, the, the Son, the eternal Son, known as the Word who became a human being, lived mm-hmm. on earth, lived a perfect life, taught us, went to the cross, paid the penalty for our sins, died, rose again, alive right now. All things were created through him and for him, He is before all things, and in him all things consist. In other words, everything is held together by Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, the Son. And he is the head of the church, of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence.
1: And this is exactly what we do not see in any way, shape, or form in this earth today. He doesn't have the preeminence pretty much in anything. Everything is taken up, swallowed up by evil, by lies, deception, by the cover-ups of Satan, so that Jesus is veiled and hidden. And I think that was kind of a deliberate thing, even when he was here. He was only uh, revealed to those who had eyes to see and ears to hear. And even to this very day, you could live this whole world, your whole life in this earth, and never... Have a clue that there is a person uh, known as Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and who has brought all things into existence by his existence by his word. And so, um, th- but it's it's a, it's amazing to me the veil, the covering, the unbelief, the doubt, the foolishness, the ignorance uh, that is put on the heads. The covering, it says in Isaiah twenty-five. That's over the covering. That's over the the eyes of the nations. And to this very day, and to the end, most of the people will not have a clue that there's another story. They just read the surface story of what they're told, by what their iPhones tell them to do, uh, what the media tells them to do. <clears throat> you know, and they can fuss with their opinions here and there. But the thing is, there, there's a whole nother story uh, that that's. Supersedes, goes beyond what what our eyes see. But let's look for a second, though, at Jesus and his interfacing with the um, the human beings when he was here on the earth. You know, he had about thirty years. He was kind of hidden, doing the 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 you know the uh, blue collar work, nine to five, nine to whatever, uh, doing his um, carpentry. And and the world didn't really know him. They just knew him as a good carpenter who lived in Nazareth, probably. But then, as he was revealed through the beginning of the miracles, <clears throat> through the gathering of his disciples, that last three years, he was allowing himself to be revealed to the hostile, very, very hostile religious system. As a matter of fact, it's the same today. It's no different except today. Not everybody wears black and, 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 and white vestments, and, and parades around and thinking they're, you know, God's God's gift to the world. But in, in that day, there were a lot of Pharisees, Sadducees, people who would buffet him and co- kind of confront him and catch him, try to catch him in his words. And we see a lot of that in John chapter 8. <clears throat> and, you know, I love that the way John 8 starts out. Uh, it starts out with an entrapment, if you will. Um, the woman caught in adultery. So Jesus, you know... Early in the morning, he came into the temple. So this is where it was set up. They were, he would often go there and teach, especially towards the end of that three years. Uh, the people came to him to hear him. And <clears throat> excuse me, the scribes and the Pharisees thought they would really set him up this time. They caught a woman uh, take, taken in the act of adultery, and they set her in his midst. So they were going to set him up to see what he would do with the law again, because they were, their big thing with him was he was breaking the law. He was doing, you know, work on the Sabbath.
0: Yeah, not not keeping the <laughs> rules. You know, it's yeah. like the law of God is good. It was, it was our the Galatians. Paul mm-hmm. writes in Galatians that it was our tutor or our schoolmaster, it says in the old King James, to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. So it's basically preparing us. The law was there. Temporarily. Temporarily mm-hmm. to prepare us, help prepare. Per- preserve people.
1: and protect as well.
0: Yeah, prepare particularly the, the, the Jewish people, of God, people yeah. for, for the Messiah.
1: So when they brought this woman to Jesus, um, the law said that she was caught in the act of adultery, therefore she must be stoned. There was a black and white, very harsh uh, indictment against her. And, and Well,
0: the thing is, where was the man? Well, I I mean, you know what I'm saying. Obviously, they brought the woman. There was a man involved. If she was caught in the act of adultery, and and he probably ran away. You know, it's like either he ran away. They just needed.
1: They just needed a way to set this up. Yep, that's right. To make it look like Jesus would have to say stone her, but the Lord God is the is the God of escapes. He is the way, and the way in and through and out. So, if you've got a problem and you don't know how to handle it, and you need a, a way. A way of of escape. Then the way, the best way, is Jesus. He is the way. So, he God provided a way for Himself to get out of this trap. And if you read the story, it's quite amazing that um, he he started. He stooped down and wrote in the sand on the ground. And actually, in Jeremiah seventeen thirteen, it talks about that very exact thing. So the Pharisees knew that when uh, someone was stooping down writing in the sand, that it meant something. And to so we don't know what Jesus wrote. He probably started writing the names of the people who were standing there because their names are written in the earth, and that's that's kind of a, a form of judgment. But anyway, <clears throat> um, so he stooped on, he wasn't He was not ignoring them, but he was not engaging. He was <laughs> letting them kind of entrap themselves. And so they continued to ask him, and he finally raised up, and he said, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. So in other words, he's going back to the law, the law says, throw a stone at her, stone her, kill her, and so he he put a little caveat to that. Okay, you who are without sin, the first one, um, you can you can start throwing the stones. So he called them uh, into um, the awareness of their own sin, unclean thoughts, perversions, lust, and many times that they had broken the law. So they were with they were not without sin. And so, therefore, he was saying, well, then you don't have a right to judge anybody who's in sin because you already are yourself in sin. But what they did is they kind of slipped away. They began to, um, and then those who heard it, being convicted by their consciences, praise God, they still had consciences at that time, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest to the youngest, um, to the last. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. And then Jesus raised himself. Notice he had been down on the ground the whole time. And saw no one there but the woman. And he said, woman, uh, where are those accusers of yours? And no one has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He didn't say to her, I forgive you your sins. He said that to the paralytic. But he did say, she's not condemned. And so that was, you know, woman, he was calling her, giving her her identity and, um, and giving her a, a pardon, if you will. So then that sets us up to go into the next confrontation with the Pharisees. I would imagine he might be still at the temple when he says, I am the light of the world. Uh, He who follows me will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. And the Pharisees therefore said, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true.
0: Yeah, so they're constantly accusing like I said, the, the people were thinking, OK, um, all, all these different opinions about Jesus in John 7 and 8, you know, you are you are born of fornication, you're illegitimate, you have a demon. Mm-hmm. You, and some said, well, you're a prophet. No, you can't be a prophet. You're, you're full of demons. Yeah. Um, you know, you're from the wrong place. You're not doing born enough miracles. Born of fornication, yeah. You know, all these things. And, and on and on the list went. They're speculating, right? You know, it's not a matter of speculation now as uh, who Jesus is. I mean, the world has got all their different speculations. Right. Books have been written. Religions have been established, with all kinds of speculations mm-hmm. of of Jesus, who he is. Um. But what it is is what we need is not speculation, is revelation.
1: Right. Paul exactly. prayed. Mm-hmm. Paul
0: prayed for the church at Ephesus that they have would have the spirit of wisdom and knowledge wisdom and revelation <laughs> yep. in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you don't you don't have to go to books of written by uh, other other people to find the revelation of Jesus. If you go to the mainly to the book to the book, mm-hmm. the book, the books of the scriptures and you see who who Jesus really is.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in this challenge Notice um, they're trying to identify him uh, by identifying the place he came from because in those days they had to have... One of the most powerful and, and unwritten rules was if anybody was going to be teaching, any rabbi was going to be teaching anything of the scriptures, they had to have been authorized. They had to have an authority to do that.
0: They had to be <coughs> had, have attended the rabbinical schools. Right, the and
1: they had a sort of like been ordained or what we'd kind of think of something like that. But Jesus had skipped all that, and he was not doing any of that. And so therefore, they were just, just biting their tongues that he was taking authority, <clears throat> speaking with authority, and didn't seem to have been given that authority by any of them. And so they wanted to know where he was from. And what was the testimony? So in 14, John 8, 14, um, oh, for 13, the Pharisees said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. And Jesus answered and said, <clears throat> excuse me, even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. For I know where I came from and I, and, I, and I know where I'm going. So here's the key for you, for me to have authority, to know where we came from and where we're going, especially where we came from. Um, but you do not know where I come from and where I'm going. So he was hidden to them, but you and I know that we've been made in the image of God. So we also have the authority that comes from being created as the sons and daughters of the most high God. So the testimony comes from the, the place, the authorization, we were authorized, created by God, called into being by him. His own express will was expressed when he created you. And he made you because he wanted you, and that's what makes us valid, and that's what makes us valuable.
0: And so oftentimes what happens is we have a a distorted Jesus, mm-hmm. another Jesus. There, there, there are all kinds of false Jesuses around. And um, there's, you know, we have the the depictions of the um, artists, you know, contemporary artists and um, Artists from from the past, you know, from the medieval days, from the time of the Renaissance, how we picture him, and and uh, you know, and some people believe that he's just kind of like a new age <laughs> mystic, or he's mm-hmm. he's some kind of a, a hippie that just kind of goes around and says peace, brother, mm-hmm. you know, and all that sort of thing. So we've got all these distorted uh, images yep. of yep. Uh, of him, and um
1: our own ideas sort of mushed all together yeah which and, detracts from the power of who he really is
0: and it's and it's really a form of idolatry because mm-hmm. um we make god after our image right uh, and instead of realizing we're created in his image and so this is this is so important and this is why jesus has given us his written word okay and He's g- given us the Holy Spirit, to to lead us into all truth. He said, "When the Holy Spirit has come, He told His disciples, He will glorify Me." Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit, and through the written word, reveals mm-hmm. Jesus as to who He, who He really is.
1: Right, and the, and it's interesting. And in, um, just going back to John for a second, John eight, um, or John nine, actually, um, the Pharisees admit. Uh, Pharisees admit. They said. In verse twenty-nine, we know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he is from. So they still didn't get or believe that he was. Some said Bethlehem. Some said Egypt. Some said wherever, wherever. But they did not know or admit or want to admit where he was from, and so they could not therefore identify who he was. Um, So I'm going to ask Jerry if you'd read some of this what you wrote here. Um, It's a kind of a little a tribute, I suppose you'd say, or something to Jesus. Yeah.
0: Well, once once we know who he is, then we the the question is, where is he? Yeah, is he you know somewhere in outer space? I mean, we 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 say that in Hebrews chapter one that he ascended yeah. to the right hand of the Father. Amen. Yeah. So he he's there in the highest seat of authority. And, and the highest seat of authority in the whole universe. But
1: do we comprehend the highest seat or the lowest seat or any of it really? Uh, only but we can do is get the Holy Spirit to give us that revelation.
0: Yeah, a revelation. <clears throat> and so not only is he there, you know, seated in some uh, a place called the right hand of the Father, but he's here now through his spirit. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And he said to us, um, he said to us, he said, uh, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be. If anyone serves me, him, my father will honor. So in other words, he says that where I am, there my servant will be. Well, where is, where is Jesus? You know, he says he's in John chapter 10, he says, he's the good shepherd. He gives his life for the sheep. He's, and when his, he sends forth his sheep, he goes before them. He goes ahead of them, mm-hmm. preparing the way. And so he said in the, in the uh, Great Commission as we know it, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20, he said, go into all the world, make disciples of all the nations. He said, and I will be with you always, even unto the end of the age. So he's with us and he's going before us even now. You know, so he's...
1: He's never going to leave us or forsake us. That's the good r- news. Right, right. <clears throat> so, even in the midst of your most horrible, horrible tribulations and trials, even which seem to be increasing these days, he is with us.
0: Yeah, he's with us. I mean, he's hes with us and in us. He's with and in his servants, his sons and so daughters. So we're not alone. We're never going to be alone. So, so when we, you know, receive him, believe him, love him, obey him, know him, follow him, that's that's where he is. He's he's with us. And so, if we recognize that for his people, those who are his true followers, that wherever we are, there he is. And wherever okay? Yes, where we. Yeah. And so he is so identified with us that when we speak uh, to others, they will hear his voice. Mm-hmm. When. People when we're speaking see, well, in
1: the holy spirit when we're speaking right that, right and, and, and not in our own flesh right
0: and when uh when we are seen he is seen seeing jesus in us when, when we so uh, when we touch yeah. when we touch someone jesus is touching them so if we mm-hmm. if we are in the pl- place of understanding that he is with us he is in us and he is going before us so when you go to work, he's gone to work ahead of you. When you, when you, when you, with your family, he's there with you. Mm-hmm. And if you recognize his presence, <laughs> he's walking not with you only through the trouble, not only with bed. you, mm-hmm. or in you, even in the most difficult situations that you could ever face, in the midst of the most tragic things you could ever encounter, he is there. He is with you. He is working. He's and, gone
1: before us. He knows from the beginning of the foundation of the world all these things that we're going to have to go through, and so he's gone before us providing the grace and then the support even in the midst of it, and that's how people get through things when they really get through it. They get through it because of his spirit, his comfort. And, and,
0: and what's what's ahead of us? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. What What is ahead of you? What are you facing, whether it's just you know, going to work or going to a funeral or going to a wedding or wherever you are, wherever you're going.
1: He's with us Know that he mm. is
0: going with you there, and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he has prepared the way before you. Mm -hmm. He's prepared the hearts of people. He's prepared the situation. And so if you just look to him, say, Jesus, okay, you're with me. You've gone before me. Your, your You've care, got this. Care. Basically, you have yeah. got this. Yeah, this is this is when we're able to right. walk by faith, and 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 joy walk because we're spirit. not
1: afraid. Perfect love casts out fear. So we're walking in this, the joy of the strength of the Lord, and knowing that your life, really, this is the way you can begin your day. God, this is your problem. God, my day is your day. What I have to face today is your problem. You've gone before me. You already know what's going to happen. I will follow you. I will rest. I won't have to try to, I mean, yes, we'll have to probably run to keep up sometimes, obviously, or, you know, just let go of the anxiety and the fear that try to go with us everywhere we go and say, no, I'm, I'm traveling today with Jesus Christ uh, and his spirit by my side, not worry and fear and the fear mongering of this world. So Father, we thank you today that you said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will not leave you orphans. We know where you came from. That's where we came from. We have the same origin, Lord God. We were made by your spirit, Lord God, called forth to be your sons and daughters. And so I pray today that those who are struggling, feeling alone, feeling abandoned, feeling like they're mad at you, feeling whatever they're feeling, that they will walk in the spirit and let go of the feelings and the emotions and the flesh and walk, choose to stand and having done all to stand in your word, in your truth, because you do not lie. So, Father, help us today and every day as we go forward to meet you, we're coming home, Lord, we're coming home. We're on the last laps or legs of this journey, Father, and we ask you now to give us strength to complete the race with endurance and with faithfulness.
0: Yes, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that, that we can live without fear, mm-hmm. uh, where fears tempt us, where situations yeah. around <coughs> us in our, in our world in our minds, are things that can be very intimidating, agonizing.
1: We uh, give them to you as a we, sacrifice, We release yes. those mm-hmm. things to
0: you, Lord. Mm-hmm. We, we recognize that you're with us, that we won't just look around and, and, and be depressed and distressed with what's going on in our world. Yes, we are grieved to mm-hmm. our hearts about what's going on. But, Lord, in the midst of that, help us to live without fear. And
1: give pl- praise and glory to you, Lord God.
0: Recognizing yes. that you're with us mm-hmm. always, and you're going to give us your special help, your grace, your encouragement, yes, because your, your strength, amen. your wisdom,
1: your faithful Lord God, to, to complete the work, carry us through, and Thank we're more Lord. than conquerors through Him who loved us. And remember, perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. So, if you're still being tormented by something, let the perfect love of Jesus Christ cast out that fear. And the torment. Amen. Amen. By the way, check out our website. We've got a lot of offering, a lot of really powerful um, teachings and encouragements. I would encourage you today <clears throat> to check out the paradigm of spiritual warfare. <clears throat> I guess the devil doesn't want me to say that. The paradigm of spiritual warfare, which tells the rules of in the in the war between God and Satan for the souls of men and, and, and until you understand the rules. Um, you cannot fight or win if you don't understand the rules of football. You cannot play the game, and you can never hope to win it. So, if you understand the spiritual warfare and the rules that go on, the the objectives, the kingdoms, uh, the strategies, what Satan tries to do, the the loopholes and, stu- and stuff that that he is using to defeat you, if you understand that. So, the paradigm of spiritual warfare. It's a CD or uh, a download on your phone. Very, very reasonable. Check it out. It will change your life. I have an emergency. What is your location?